right. Well, welcome, church. Uh, today is our annual Four Greenwood Day. Um, I'm going to put this here for all of our uh, guests to have something to put their stuff on if they need to. Uh, we said from the very beginning of our church, Legacy City, we said from the very, very beginning that we wanted to be a church that didn't just do lip service and talk about reaching out. We wanted to be a church that actually did it. And, and, and then, you know, that actually uh, went into the community and, and met people where they are and went to uh, not, not just about bringing people here, but actually going right to where they are, meeting them in their need and serving them right there. And so that's what we've wanted to do. And that's what we've strived to do uh, for these last two plus years that we've been in existence. Uh, we want to meet people right in the midst of their needs. And as Caroline said, we believe that this is our city and it's our responsibility. And so with that in mind, we prayed for God to lead us to partner with some other organizations that are already doing great things in this community, organizations that are already doing some of the things that, that we kind of felt like was part of our mission and part of our, our, our goal as a church as well. And so we, we started to pray about that a few years back, and we started to, uh, to see and notice there's a lot of great, excellent, incredible ministries and organizations in our community. But we started to feel, see a few that's, that popped out at us and really felt like these would be the organizations that would be really great for us to partner with and come alongside uh, to, to begin accomplishing some of these, these similar like-minded goals because a lot of them have a lot of the same vision as us. So why not pull up a chair and see how we can help? Um, and so that's what we've done. And so through prayer and research, we landed on a few special organizations. You're going to hear from a few of those today. We want God to be moving and speaking and, and, and people to be worshiping in Greenwood as in heaven. We believe that, and that starts with reaching the least, the last, and the lost. And we believe that we can do that much better by coming alongside some of these awesome, amazing organizations. And so we're going to get it started. I don't want to take any more of their time. Um, we're going to go and have each of them come up, uh, and they'll, they'll come up individually. And there's going to be a look, look for you guys. I don't know if I told you before, there is a little timer here you can look at to help you uh, gauge your time. Uh, but we'll go ahead and have our first one uh, come up. Anthony Price from Pathway House is going to come and share with us. So everybody give him a good uh, welcome and applause, and let's hear from him. probably good. I'll probably tell. Um, my name is Anthony Price. I'm from Greenwood Pathway House. We are the only homeless ministry for the seven counties of the Lakelands region. If you're homeless, any of those seven counties, there's nowhere else to go but here in Greenwood. But I want to pause for a second and just say thank you to the worship team for that last song. Because you know the great thing about my ministry, I get to see that song played out week after week after week. If you ever doubt that, come on down, because I watch God do it in people's lives every week. It's pretty amazing. So <clears throat> I want to put out three myths real quick about homelessness. Number one, guys, I hear these all the time. Number one, we didn't have a homeless problem in Greenwood until you guys built the shelter. <laughs> Number two, those bums just need to get a job. Number three, well, addiction causes homelessness. The reality is homelessness is caused by adverse childhood experiences. Did you know that 85% of the men that are homeless all had childhood trauma that has carried over into their adult life? Women, that's 90% of homeless women had something horrible happen in their childhood. And 
Studies will tell us that the more of these events you have, the more likely you are to be addicted, the more likely you are to be homeless, the more likely you are to have trouble holding down a job, the more likely you are to be depressed, the more likely you are to be suicidal. See, what I need you to understand is the people at my shelter aren't homeless because they want to be. They carry so much hurt inside their bodies that when they finally trust us enough to tell me their stories, it'll tear your heart out. I've got a mom in my shelter right now that has survived by selling herself on the streets of Greenwood just to keep a roof over her child's head. That's homelessness in Greenwood. They are hurting, broken people. And I just want to challenge you as you come and cook out, if Jesus was here right now, where would he be hanging out? He would be hanging out in all of my partner ministries that are right here today with you guys. Okay, that, that, and I just want you to understand it. So let me tell you real quickly just about homelessness in Greenwood. Are you aware that Greenwood County has the third highest rate of homelessness in the state of South Carolina? That's higher than Greenville. Okay, we have, it's estimated, HUD's latest estimate from last year is 372 homeless adults in Greenwood. But homeless adults are not Greenwood's problem. The problem in Greenwood is mothers with children. See, Stephen just took care of. See, we work on opposite ends of the spectrum, but we all work together. We work with G-Gum because they provide all our medical care. And even FCA helps because a lot of their groups come in and do uh, supplies, paper drives and stuff to help us out. Isn't it neat how God works all this together? But let me give you an idea. In just Greenwood County, there are 678 homeless public school students that don't know where they're going to spend the night. 678 kids. Now, here's the problem. Those 678 kids quickly become 678 homeless adults because of the childhood trauma they suffer watching their mom go from house to house to house trying to keep a roof over their head. If we don't break the cycle, we're just going to continue the generational curse. So I can tell you a lot about what we do. A lot of you know you'll if you come on the 8th, and I'm just going to tell you, last time you came and did a cookout and played games, I think you ended up with six of my clients that were coming over here every Sunday because somebody took the time to be a friend. That's what Christianity is about, taking time to tell them, hey, we care. And they were here forever until their jobs moved them somewhere else. Because, see, we're not an overnight shelter. We're a 24-7 stay with us, and we help people get jobs. But here's, um, just to give you an idea, we are getting ready to launch a major building campaign on our, on our campus. We are turning away 47 women and children a month because I have no place to put them. There is nowhere else to send them. Nowhere. So we're getting ready to launch a, a major building campaign to try to, to, to solve that problem. And then we're, we're also... Um, adding in an art therapy program. See, art is very therapeutic 
and we're going to give them all opportunities. If you stop by, you can see what my men do in the woodworking shop. So I want to ask you to do three things. Number three, keep doing what you're already doing. You guys are an important part of our ministry. We love you. We love seeing you. Okay, and, I, and thank you for having me back this year. Keep doing what you're doing. Number two, everybody can do this one. Even Robbie can do this one. The Greenwood Half K. Okay? The Greenwood Half K. Yes, it's humorous. It's like a 5K, but you walk. Okay? 546 yards, I think. You literally start in the thrift store, walk down to the women's shelter, turn around and walk back, and we're going to give you something to eat when you get done. Okay? You get a race T-shirt. Okay? 15 bucks. 15 bucks to enter. You get a race T-shirt. You have fun. I think it would be pretty cool if we had a bunch of Legacy City shirts on when you showed up. Come on, guys. Y'all, a half K. Come on. And then you got this cool shirt, and everybody's like, oh, you ran a 5K up, something like that. Okay? All right. So that's number two. I, I have these on my table. I also have these. And inside these is a, is a prayer list. And here's my number one request from this church, something I know you love to do. I'm asking you, matter of fact, I'm almost begging you, come to my campus and prayer walk my campus. I need the Holy Spirit to flood my campus right now. Okay, I had an 830 worship service, and I'm sitting here looking at broken people watching God work in lives and do miracles. But there's no way we can meet the needs that need to be met. It's just, it's, it's too big. But if you come and pray for the provider, not provision, catch what I'm saying, pray for the provider, pray for the comforter, pray for the, if you will come and pray the Holy Spirit to flood our campus, you will change a lot of people's lives in Greenwood. Matter of fact, I want to invite the worship team. You come out and sing. You just come walk around my campus and sing that song. Because I'm telling you, God is doing it. It's not me. It's not my staff. It's just God. But we, what we need more than anything right now is the church of Jesus Christ to be the church you see in the book of Acts and pray with boldness. And you'll see Greenwood change. And that's what I'm asking you is you guys just show up Prayer walk. You don't even have to schedule it. You can just show up and prayer walk. You might want to check in and let us know who you are, okay? But you can just show up and prayer walk. That's my request for you. I'd love to talk to you more about it. I'll be out in the lobby when you get done, but I'm way over time, so let me get to the next person. Awesome. Um, I was, you know, I was thinking about that song also, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have this day as well. Uh, you know, the, the, the bridge, I guess, on that, that song is even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't feel. And a lot of times we get like that and we think, wow, like God's not doing anything because I don't see it. I don't feel it in my own life. And that's why it's so important to have days like this where we can see and hear the stories of how God is moving in all of these other places. And, and then we know, like, God is moving. God is working. Even, uh, even though I'm not feeling it right now, it's happening, and that's so special. So thank you so much. Let's go ahead and have uh, Habitat for Humanity. Stephen Baggett's going to come up and share with you a little bit about uh, their ministry, what they're doing, and how uh, we can continue to partner and be involved with them. So let's give him a hand.
Good morning. As he said, my name is Stephen Baggett, and I'm the Executive Director of Greenwood Area Habitat for Humanity. A year ago, I stood before this church as a longtime lawyer, moving into a second career, looking to make a more meaningful difference in this community. And I can tell you a year later that this work has been exactly what I hoped it would be. Greenwood Area Habitat provides the land, materials, and expertise to help families build their own houses alongside our volunteers. We then arrange an affordable mortgage so that our families can become more financially stable and independent and so that we, in turn, can build more houses for more families. When profit is received by us, the home buyer repays only the cost of building. Importantly, home buyers are required to help build their own houses and those of others in our program. We like to say that we don't build for our partner families, we build with our partner families. We believe that our work is important. Decent shelter reduces the instance of illness and increases the amount of time for work and education. Habitat homeowners are able to save more, be more financially stable, and pursue opportunity. Can I get the next slide, please? The house in this photo was dedicated just last month, just a couple of weeks ago. Later today, we will welcome 12 students from Boston College in Boston, Massachusetts, who are spending their spring break building a house hundreds of miles from home for a family that they've never met. I think that's remarkable. That family belongs to a young lady who works at the Burton Center, which is our local disabilities and special needs facility. How wonderful it will be to have our work helping her be multiplied as she helps the families at the Burton Center. And so we'll start that project tomorrow at 230 Mineral Avenue in the city of Greenwood. And especially after the college students return home on Friday, we'll need your help. Can I get the next slide, please? Here you will see the address of our online volunteer registration page and the telephone number of the office where our volunteer coordinator works. I would also invite you to follow our Facebook page. When you click on that link, you will be taken to a calendar, which you see here in this slide in the next. Uh, you will be able to sign up for various volunteer opportunities. You'll see that we work at the construction site on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, usually from 8 o'clock a.m. to 3 o'clock p.m. Now, please do not be intimidated if you have no experience building houses. I had never worked on a house before I began volunteering for Habitat. I've been a pampered lawyer all my life. And if I can do it, then you can do it. We have two licensed contractors on our staff, and I promise they will tell you everything that you need to know. We believe that our work is important for another reason as well. 
Habitat for Humanity was founded by a Christian community in America's Georgia. One of the leaders of that community was a man named Clarence Jordan. And he gave us this commission. The authentic way of proclaiming God's word is by the word becoming a deed. God chose that method of evangelizing when he sent his son into the world. The word became flesh in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. God wrote his message on a man and delivered his message that way. At Greenwood Area Habitat, we have faith that God's love extends to everybody. No one is left out. And we prove the genuineness of that faith by the way that we help others. We have chosen as our way of showing God's love to create opportunities for all people to live in decent, durable shelter. Can I have the next slide? You know these guys? <laughs> that faith, that love that I just described, that connects everyone in this room. I like what Anthony said about our various partnerships. I like to think that United Ministries, Pathway House, Greenwood Area Habitat, FCA, are all telling different chapters of the same story of God's love for all. You and I, these people in this room, we all know that faith in God and love for our neighbor are concepts that have to be expressed to be complete. This demonstrated faith and love are what makes Legacy City Church so so special to me and so special to Habitat. Those folks on the screen were photographed volunteering for Greenwood Area Habitat last summer. As a lawyer who is now somehow a home builder, I've come to love these words from Ephesians chapter 2. We are God's handiwork, perhaps God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Thank you for what you do for Greenwood. And I look forward to seeing you at the construction site. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, he nailed his time. He's that, that lawyer in him. He's got that speaking down. Um, let's go ahead and have our very own Matt Alderson come on up. He's going to represent Greenwood Young Life here for us today. I haven't gotten a whistle like that since my wedding day. Thank you. Uh, like Robbie said, my name is Matt Alderson. I serve Greenwood as the area director for Young Life, and it is one of my greatest privileges. Um, I know that many of you probably have seen me around church. Uh, maybe you've come to a Young Life banquet. Um, but I just want to do a few things this morning. Uh, I just want to inform you. Uh, I want to thank you. 
and I want to invite you into something new. First um, Thessalonians 2.8 says, For we love them so very much that we were delighted to share not only the gospel of Jesus Christ, but our very lives as well. And in Young Life, that's what we believe. Uh, we're a worldwide organization whose mission is very simple. It's to introduce adolescents to Jesus Christ and help them grow in their faith. Our hope is to reach unchurched and disinterested teenagers in our community with the gospel of Jesus. And it's pretty simple. We do that by praying for young people. Um, we go where they are, and we earn the right to be heard. The gospel is good news, and it's important. And so we make sure that they hear it. And we do that by inviting uh, and training adults who care for teenagers um, to walk with us and become Young Life leaders. And then we go where they are. Um, you'll see uh, me or another Young Life leader like my wife Emily or maybe Riley or uh, several volunteers who have been trained up um, in the stands at a football game, standing in the student section, or walking in the cafeteria, or showing up at a choir concert, maybe a pageant, or standing in 30 degrees at a soccer game, um, all so that we can be nearby teenagers and building relationships with them. It's simple. Young life leaders go where kids are, and that's what we do. Uh, we provide fun, adventurous, life-changing experiences, and we invite kids to personally respond to the good news of Jesus. And no matter their response, we love them right where they're at. Some of my favorite things about Young Life. Uh, we prepare kids for a lifelong relationship with Jesus, his mission, his work, and the local church. I think there, is, uh, there can be a misconception that Young Life wants to take place of a church, and that's not true. We're just doing everything we can to get kids there. Um, we believe, uh, one of my dreams and my goals is that um, the church attendance in Greenwood would raise 10% over the next five years because of the work that God's doing through Young Life uh, by reaching unchurched and disinterested kids. Um, lastly, we reach teenagers by working in community alongside like-minded adults like all of you in this church. Uh, my wife and I chose to come here because of this, because of For Greenwood. I'm going to make a shameless pitch to all of these organizational directors, uh, all of the directors for this organization. Uh, it can be a lonely job, and for their spouses, it can be much lonelier, and it's hard. Um, and to know that there is a place like Legacy City who prays for us and fights for us and wants us to reach our community, it's so encouraging, and we can't do it without you. And so here in the last year since I stood up here and told you about what we are doing last time, I want to share with you what you have been a part of doing through Young Life. Because of your support uh, weekly at our outreach event that we call Young Life Club, we've had 100 kids every week show up at a Young Life Club and sit in a room um, where they get to be themselves just the way they were made, um, and they get to be with friends and laugh and play and sing loud but they also get to have a Young Life leader open up the scripture and tell them a truth about Jesus each week. Uh, 30 kids weekly are sitting in campaigners groups where they're opening the Bible with their friends and they're learning about Jesus and his word and they're in Bible study together. If you come to Bojangles at 7 a.m. on Wednesday mornings, you'll catch me sitting across the table from eight high school sophomore boys who I'm trying to teach them the order of the Bible because they can't find the Gospels. Uh, but we get to sit together 
and talk about Jesus and how he impacts them and how he want, wants to use them. This fall, uh, this past fall, we got to take 80 high school students uh, from around Greenwood to a weekend away at a Young Life camp where they got to hear the gospel presentation distraction-free. And some of them maybe got to lay on a bed with a pillow and a blanket like they never have before or sit across a round table and have conversations family style. I know if kids are anything like I was, that doesn't happen often in their home. Um, you know, if you want to be a part of this mission with us, our biggest need right now, honestly, is strategic prayer. I know that that sounds crazy, but like there is over 4,000 teenagers in our county. And we know over 450 of them. But we want to know more. And we can't do that without prayer. Somebody in Young Life a long time ago said that uh, we don't pray about the work. Prayer is the work. And if we're not inviting the God of the universe to go before us and make a path, we'll never get there. And so I know that that seems so simple, but you guys do so much for us. And so we would just love for you to strategically pray with us for kids um, and for ways to reach them and to reach the next kid. I'm the only staff person in our, in our county in Young Life. And Young Life is in over 105 countries in the world. But here it's just me. And so we need people. Um, we need people who can be initiators and, and want to own things in our ministry and come on Young Life Committee and serve in different ways. Um, right now we've got 18 Young Life leaders, and they're the best people in the world. Um, they transcend the culture of what Young Life has been for a long time, which is monocultured. And uh, we now have a diverse group of people who are going and being missionaries in the high school. And so uh, we want prayer for them. We want people to support them. And so I, I don't have a table outside, um, but uh, I'll be standing around. Obviously, you see what I'm wearing, and I'm here every week. Um, but I've got some business cards, and we'd love to just have a conversation with you. Um, relationships are the strongest thing we have, so come build one with me, and I'd love to talk to you about what we're doing. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, we're going to keep moving right along. We have two more uh, friends to share with us, so we'll go ahead and have our next one. will be Rosemary Bell from uh, Greater Greenwood United Ministries, so you can come on over here and uh, share what you have to share today. Let's go. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Can y'all hear me okay up there? Okay. Um, first of all, I would just like to thank Legacy City for the support that you give us um, financially with prayer, uh, food for the Thursday evening clinics for all the volunteers that come. The water actually is going to be used for 40 plus volunteers who give of their time every single week or month to do God's work through the ministry. So thank you so much for that too. And we are very grateful to your worship team for coming and participating in our Music for Ministry fundraiser every year. It, it has been awesome. We raised $32,000 last year for the ministry. So thank you so much. Um, we are celebrating our 25th year serving Greenwood, which is phenomenal. Um, I want to just tell you real quickly the services. I have some stuff on the table out there. We have a crisis ministry. We also have a free medical clinic and pharmacy and dental ministry. All of everything's free. Um, the, the work that we do in the crisis ministry we help people with rent evictions and utility disconnections. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to take up too much because i got to talk really fast. Um, got to take, that's on my table. But I do want to share some statistics with you. 
We, last year, 2019, we provided $58,384 in rental and utility assistance in Greenwood County. We provided over 8,000 pounds of food through the emergency food pantry. We're not the Greenwood Food Bank. We only give our food to our patients and clients. I always like to tell people that. Through a partnership with the Greenwood Lions Club, we provided 66 free ice screenings with 35 of those being referred for more extensive examinations. And these screenings actually screen for six different diseases of the eye. Also through the Lions Club, we interviewed 74 individuals for eyeglasses, 62 were approved, 83% of those were approved for free eyeglasses. We offer intervention steps for those who are in chronic crisis due to their life choices. We send people to the Job Connection and also Greenwood Voc Rehab when they're unemployed. And we have a pastor that comes in every week and offers financial coaching for people that um, have the funds to pay their bills, but they don't have a clue. I thought everybody was born knowing how to budget. But I have a 34-year-old that still struggles. <laughs> so, um, yes, not everybody knows how to budget, so we're blessed to have that. We served as medical home for 865 individuals who cannot afford health care and they do not qualify for Medicaid or Medicare. We provided 69 patients with free extractions through a partnership with local dentists and we dispensed 9,266 free prescription medications for the G-Gum patients. The value of the free medical clinic alone last year was $1,284,000. $392. So that's pretty phenomenal. What I do want to share with you, I know that was a lot of numbers, but I do want to share just a couple of ways that um, we use the funding that we received. And we do have 65 churches that are in partnership with the ministry now. I'm going to share a crisis story. We had a young man come in. It's probably been about four months now. He and his wife came in, and they were about to be evicted from their home. They were in there, and we started talking to them about their story because we love to hear the stories and connect with them. It's more than just, you know, writing a check to their landlord or the utility company. We want to know them. We want to know if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because we can pray with them and help them to understand that this is what we all have to do and need to do for our lives. Well, they came in, and they were being evicted because their money had been spent on a lawyer, they were fighting to get his children from his ex-wife, who the children were in a very abusive home life. And so they were just trying to, you know, get them back. We normally are not able to help with a whole, we have a cap of funding. Um, it's, and our funding is based on our checking account every month because it does this. As, as these other nonprofit folks know, money's not always there. So we usually don't help with fees and late fees and court costs for rent evictions. But this guy came in and, he, I mean, he was just devastated. And so the intake worker came to me and said, I really feel like we need to pay everything for this guy. And, you know, we just do it because we feel that it is the right thing to do. It's like the Holy Spirit just convicts you that, yes, this is, you have to do this. And so we actually told him that we were going to pay the whole bill for him. And um, he fell in the floor at the in intake worker's feet and just started praising God for G-Gum and the help that he received there so that he didn't have to worry about not having a home to bring his kids to. He was able to 
pay that rent, get that rent paid, and he could concentrate on getting those kids out of that toxic environment. So that's one way through crisis. We had a lady through the medical clinic come through about same time, about three or four months ago. This lady had not had medical care in a very, very, very long time. She had neuropathy, and if you don't know what neuropathy is, it's a terrible, terrible thing. It was in her feet. She couldn't get her shoes on. She was in bare, um, bedroom shoes. She said she hadn't worn shoes in probably a year, and her feet were swollen, and she didn't know what to do. Well, she came in, and she was a terrible diabetic. We found out after doing her blood work on her A1C that she was a diabetic. She had no clue. So we got her started on her insulin, gave her all her free uh, medications and medical supplies through the pharmacy. And um, she started working with our diabetic educator, who that is a new program we started last year. So she started uh, diabetic education with him. This lady, she's been coming in, you know, every month. Well, she came in Monday, and she walked in dancing. <laughs> through the lobby, and she had shoes on for the first time in all this time. So she comes dancing through the lobby, and she was just like, look at me, look at me, I've got shoes on. Her A1C, or her blood sugar, went from 170 down to 99. So she got her diabetes under control. The quality of life that she has now is just unbelievable. She did have to really watch her food and the things that she loved to, to eat some of this stuff in moderation. But she was so excited, she started dancing with our nurse practitioner. And our nurse practitioner is pretty professional. So she was kind of like, okay, we can dance. <laughs> so they were dancing all over the place. So that is just two stories, because I could stand here forever and talk to you about how God works through this ministry. It is just amazing. And um, Jesus tells us in Matthew 25, 40, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank Legacy City for partnering with not just us, but these other nonprofits and other nonprofits in the community for being the hands and the feet and the heart of Jesus Christ. Thank you all so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to go ahead and have our last uh, but not least um, speaker to come up. It's Ben Jalmer from FCA. So he's going to come and share with us about what's going on in their ministry and how we might be able to partner with them. <coughs> Thanks a lot for having me here. And uh, hey, I need a timer up here, okay, y'all? Because I'm, I'm a former pastor, so uh, y'all know Robert. He don't know how to shut up. So thank you very much. I got six minutes, 55 seconds, 53. All right, here we go. So, um, yeah, so I've been in ministry, worked with Robbie in youth ministry, um, and have uh, been youth pastor and pastor for 12 years. And um, I am for the church, and I'm glad to see that the church is for Greenwood. Uh, praise the Lord for you. Um, one, probably the big reason I am where I am right now with FCA is just the conviction I had, just a personal conviction. Um, and, and this is just kind of what, I've, I, what I saw in ministry um, and what I see even still today. Um, outside of the local body of the church is um, people aren't just showing up to the church anymore. It isn't just like back in the day where, you know, you open the door and say, everybody come on Sunday, and it was just kind of a normal thing. Like, um, if we don't go where they are, they're not going to come where you are. 
Um, and it's so true, and I see this all throughout Scripture. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of numbers for you. I, I'll give you two numbers. Um, the first one is three. Um, I've been with FCA three months. <laughs> I'm still learning a whole lot, okay? Um, next time, if I'm able to come, I'll, I'll be able to give you some more statistics. Um, but um, I'm still learning. Um, but the, the other number I want to give you that... Um, I don't think um, sounds as big as a hundred or a thousand or a million or any other number, but I think it's a huge number, um, and that number is one. One. Um, and for me, I, I, I just was super convicted that um, even though I was a pastor, how much I went out for the one just convicted my soul uh, like no other. Um, and I got a small passage of scripture that I could preach three sermons on, but let me just give you four verses that many of you have heard. John chapter 4, going back, we see that Jesus is uh, baptized and um, he starts his ministry and we see that he, he goes and he turns water into wine. Um, at a wedding, then we see him meet with a, a guy, a religious leader named Nicodemus, um, and Jesus really uh, rocks his world, talking about got to be born again. He's thinking, how is that possible? Um, but this guy knew the law, Nicodemus did, and he reached out to him. Um, and then we get to a place um, where you would not see um, Jesus going, uh, or you wouldn't, you wouldn't think, because Jesus was a, around a lot of crowds, and doing a lot of miracles. And when I think of, as people have already said, that song, Waymaker, I think about this chapter, this story in John chapter 4, where after he, you know, uh, goes to the crowd and goes to Nicodemus, he, he, he goes down a trail probably that when his disciples were following him, they're probably thinking, Jesus, what are you thinking? And he's, he's going to a place because he had an appointment with somebody, and in John chapter 4, which is the story of the woman of Samaria at the well, many of us know the story, it says in verse 1, now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, so he's going from Judea to Galilee, and look at verse 4, and he had to pass through Samaria. Now, let me just give you a geography lesson today. In order to get from Judea to Galilee or back and forth, you did not have to go through Samaria. And honestly, the Jews, they didn't. If you were to look at a map, what the Jews would do is they would go around Samaria to get where they were going. But Jesus said, and John recorded, that he had to. He had to. He had to go through Samaria. Why? Here's why. He had an appointment with one person, the woman at the well who thought she was just coming to get water. You know, the, the bridge again, you know, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And she was on the way to the well at noon to go get water. She didn't think that her life would be changed forever. 
And she didn't think that her life would go and change her village and bring many more back. And many were saved. Why? Because Jesus decided to take a different way. He didn't go the, the normal way. He went the other way. And I, I think about this past um, Friday was probably one of the more powerful times with me and FCA. And I've been doing a lot of training, a lot of reading. So here's the story. Um, FCA has um, what we call the four. Um, the four is the way that um, um, we teach uh, those who serve and um, uh, the gospel. And it's, it's, it's emojis because, you know, kids are all about the emojis and all these different things. So it's a, it's a heart, and then it's a, it's a division sign, and then it's a cross, and then it's a question mark. Okay, and just kind of goes across like that. And really it, what it is is God loved us, but sin divided us. Christ came to make a way for us, and will you accept Christ? Just the gospel, just simple, easy, right? Um, and this past uh, two days ago at Emerald High School, um, I went and spoke, and um, I talked about the Masters and how golf is coming up and, and how Bubba Watson won in 2012 and 2014, but, but he never let the Masters get in the way of proclaiming who his master was, and that's Jesus. Um, and so um, I, I kind of told that story, um, and it was so cool. Um, <coughs> The Lord moved, um, and out of the <coughs> 30, 35 kids that were there, seven kids professed their faith in Christ on Friday night. And um, that right there is, is, is amazing. Yeah, you can give the Lord a clap for that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and so uh, I, I'm wrapping up here, but I have a, a, a bookmark. This is just my own personal thing that um, Johnny Hunt put out um, that you may have seen. It's, it's called Who's Your One? Um, and you can find these all over. I know you guys are doing the grace bomb thing, which is amazing, okay, and just how you can bless somebody, which is awesome. Um, but, but who's your one? Um, what can you do? Um, and there's many different ways that you can partner. Uh, we're not just uh, looking for people who have been in a athletics or anything like that, but we are primarily um, to and through the coach. We realize the influence of the coach. Um, and, um, and the influence that athletes have all over the world. Sport is, gr is growing. There's many different sports out there um, in, in, in so many different areas, and uh, we want to be a part of that. And so uh, if, you, uh, if you're a prayer warrior, we have a prayer team. Um, if you would like to you know, uh, adopt a team and be like a character coach slash chaplain, you can be that. If you want to help out with events, we have different events throughout the year that you can help out with. It's a one-time thing. If you are busy, you can maybe you know, give one day. I think that would be great. Um, and so, however you want to help, um, if, you, if you're like, I, I, I'm so busy, Ben, but um, I can give financially, um, those things go, can go to give Bibles, it sends kids to camp. Camp is not the church, it's just a catalyst to, to draw kids to be in the church, okay? And so, we send kids to camp um, and, uh, and pour, them, uh, pour into them that way. And so, please come by the table, um, and um, I'd love to at least meet you and uh, see how you can uh, partner with us um, uh, here locally and uh, throughout the world because uh, FCA is doing a huge work in and through the biggest ministry field, um, and that's the school. Um, there's, there's a lot um, of lostness, um, students, teachers, athletes, coaches. Um, and so the, the, uh, it, it, is, it is ripe. Um, it is ripe for harvest, um, and so we're looking for laborers. And so uh, thank you for your time, and God bless you guys, and I appreciate the time. Thanks. Church, it might be strange to some of you, but that was the sermon. Everything we just heard, that was the sermon. Maybe, maybe you're newer uh, here this morning. You're, you're newer here today, and 
Uh, you came and you were expecting to, to hear someone preach, and uh, my hope is that you listened, because I heard God speaking through all of these different people that are, that are impacting uh, so many souls in our community, so many people that we would never have an opportunity to touch individually ourselves. They are touching, and they are reaching. 